now entering the Phantom Squad Podcast. Enjoy the match. How is everyone doing? I know I got my hosts of horror here. Tori, how are you doing, Tori? I'm doing good, and can I just say happy anniversary, baby? Thank you. We are recording this on September 10th of 2020. We just got back. The reason we are doing Dark Crystal and Jim Henson, we just got back from Atlanta on our vacation, and we went by the Center of Puppetry, and at this time they have the Jim Henson Permanent Exhibit, and also they have a Dark Crystal going on until this October. So we kind of lucked out. Yeah, which for us, that was like, um, it was like a kid in a candy store for us because we both love Jim Henson and like the Dark Crystal, especially me, because we were only expected to see like props from the movie. We weren't expected to see like the puppets. Like we saw Mother Olga, one of the Skeksis, one of the Mystics, and Jin from uh, the Dark Crystal. Yes. Also, they had a puppets from Sesame Street, The Labyrinth, The Fraggle Rock, and let's see, they had Treasure Island puppets, and they had Pigs in Space. Pigs in Space. (laughs) (laughs) And for any of our listeners who want to see the pictures of us on our vacation, you can always go to our Facebook page, uh, Fan of Squad Podcast, and just take a look at the pictures because we both took so many at the Atlanta Center of Puppetry Arts. And if you're interested in seeing the, at least the Henson exhibit, uh, you can go to the Atlanta Center of Puppetry Arts their website, and you'll have the dates that they are available. But can we just talk about the Dark Crystal for just a quick sec? Yeah, Holy that's, what crap. This, that's what this podcast episode is about. <laughs> oh my god. But can we just talk about how big the Skeksis was? Yes, those things were like seven foot tall, and we're not, we're about average size, and they were at least two foot above both of us. Plus the Gartham, that's in the, the permanent Jim Henson exhibit. That soccer was huge. I think it was like two people, and I think when we saw the, when they showed how they made it, it was like three people, one in the back, and then two stacked to when it stand up. Yeah, but what did you think seeing all that in person? Not just like the Dark Crystal, but the Sesame Street. Let's just say for any Henson fan of any of his puppet work, you th- they look great on screen, but that doesn't even, when you see them in person, just the sheer craftsmanship in the detail of every single paint, every little mark. The, like we were looking at Ernie's shoes and like just, how the de- up. Yeah, just the detail and the meticulousness that the Henson Company puts in to give the realness of these puppets to make you believe they are the real beings in real life. Plus, while we were going through the Jim Henson exhibit, I actually had to point it out for you. They had like a little mini pilot in um, the... It almost looks like a workshop for where they make the Muppets. Yes, for any of... The hardcore Jim Henson fans. Yes, or sci-fi fans in general. Jim Henson, a lot of people don't realize that Jim Henson Company was the company that helped produce the sci-fi series Farscape. 
And they had like a little, little mini pilot in one of the cabinets for where for it almost looks. The yeah, I think it was like the the plaque said it was a uh, a statue of of a prototype when they started to do the molds for the actual puppets or the prosthetics. Yeah, but how did it felt like we were kids again? Legit, yeah, especially if seeing Sesame the Sesame Street puppets. Yes, and when we turned around the corner and you see Bert and Ernie and then Big Bird and uh, uh, Oscar and then yes, just it it just made the five year old me just squeal. I know, like I grew up with, I grew up more with the Muppets and Sesame Street. So seeing Kermit, Miss Piggy, and all that, it just made me so happy. Me too. Plus seeing the ones from the labyrinth. Which Let's was, talk about that which, real quick. Which Holy is crap. amazing. Uh, one disclaimer, which just a side joke, they didn't have uh, they didn't have a replica of David Bowie with his <laughs> iconic bulge. <laughs> uh, I, I knew somehow you were going to involve David Bowie's bulge in this. Uh, but they did have they had the Scottish dog. Uh, they had plus not only did they have like. Stuff from uh, Labyrinth or and the Dark Crystal and Sesame Street Muppets. They also had stuff from Fraggle Rock. Yes. Which that made me so happy because I grew up watching Fraggle Rock. Uh, one thing they did have from the Labyrinth, they had uh, I can't remember his name, but the troll-like guy. They had a a sculpt of the the prosthetic they had used for the puppet itself. So for anyone who's in Atlanta and they're huge Jim Henson fans, we highly recommend you go there. Plus, since the um the gift shop was closed, they actually gave us little mini Kermit the Frog pouches. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool and that really was, nice. Yeah, that was so awesome. But let's talk about the movie, shall we? Yes. So for anyone who hasn't seen The Dark Crystal, it is such a cult classic of Jim Henson's besides Labyrinth. But for me, I grew up I grew up watching it and I'm not gonna lie, when I was a child, the Skeksis scared the crap out of me. I guess just because of how I was and I always loved the creepy spooky things. As a as a child I the Skeksis to me like they were creepy, but I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. I, like... I know, your favorite's Chamberlain. Yes. The... Mm. Which I'm so happy they brought him <laughs> back for Agent Resistance. Yes. And I actually think it may be the same voice person. Uh, yeah, it is. I looked it up. Cool. So what age would you say was the first time you watched Dark Crystal? It was probably around 10 when I first watched it because I wasn't really allowed to watch you know, darker stuff. Like, I wasn't watch, allowed to watch Sex and Violence. Yeah. Which, we got to see the puppets from that, too. Yes. But, but, yeah, I remember watching it when I was 10, and I instantly fell in love with it. Like, I wanted to cosplay as Kara with Fizz Gig and everything and the wings. Yeah, I probably saw it for the first time about... Because I love pop culture stuff, but I... Because I didn't have cable or I didn't have a lot of, we didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of VHSs, so it was kind of like my grandparents' house. So I didn't actually see it till when I met my best friend around. Uh, when I met my best friend, about like eleven or twelve, and he introduced me to a lot of pop culture things, and he was like, "Hey, there's this thing called Dark Crystal. It's from the guy who made Sesame Street." And I was like, "Whoa, cool!" And then we started watching it. And I was like, this is nothing like Sesame Street, but this is dark, <laughs> but I like this. Yeah, which, 
when I heard that Age of Resistance was coming out, I was so happy, which I kind of rewatched the first couple of episodes because I... I'm a bit behind, which I know it seems ridiculous because the series came out, like, what, like, 2019? Yeah, it's been a year at 2018, least. 2019, around that time. But I'm catching up because apparently something big happens at the at, at the finale. Yeah, I need to... I've seen bits and pieces. I need to watch it through. I went back and rewatched Dark Crystal, the movie, just to just kind of... Yeah, we just watched it last night. Kind of refresh myself. Because then I kind of fell out. But i got to get back into watching to but, watch that as well. But um, you already know my favorite character, uh, Olga. Who would have to be your favorite character? Mm, that's a hard one. Besides that's, Chamberlain. That's a hard one. I just have to say, because it's the same with my love for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I just love the kind of... The creepy characters. I definitely have to say it'd be any of the Skeksis. I just love the Skeksis. Would it have to? Be, which I know you want to get the the Emperor's sword for the house because they actually have yeah. that at the museum too. One thing that I have to talk about if we're talking about this movie and the Jim Henson, can we just talk about the scene in Dark Crystal where the 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 Emperor just crumbles? Oh God, that scene oh stuck with me for God. so long. It's such a great scene, and I still to this day, and I can't find anything, I still to this day want to figure out how they did that effect. I know, because, like, even Carson, your nephew, was talking about that. Yeah, that scene, and most people don't realize that wasn't CGI. That was practical effects. That was how they did it. That was all practical. That None of that was CG. Plus, like, going back watching Age of Resistance... I never realized that there was female Skeksis, but then I went back and watched Dark Crystal, and it was the same one. It's the it's the one with the feather on her head. Mm-hmm. But apparently, some of the Skeksis in Dark Crystal are supposed to re- represent the seven deadly sins. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that out watching Heroes of Cosplay a couple of years ago when one of the um when one of them cosplayed as one of the Skeksis. So, do you know which ones are which, or? Um. That I'm not sure. I know that I know Chamberlain's one of them. I just can't remember which one he is. I'm guessing because he wants to really want the power. I greed. think it'd be greed, yeah. But what do you think of the design of Chamberlain once they rip off his robes? I thought it was really cool. Because I mean, they try to make him more. They try to make the Skeksis reptilian birds. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Like I was like, "Whoa, that is not what I expected." I thought them to be a lot like more fatter, but they're very pretty much like skin and bone. Like the reason that they wear the garments is to cover up the to whole... hide to hide the fact that they're dying. Yeah, because that's the whole reason why they drained the essence of the Gelflings to give them immortality. Pretty much, because. In the show, it's better explained. The Crystal of Truth is the heart of Thrall, and the Gelfling are basically the most loved by Thrall. They have the more the most life of Thrall. And once the Skeksis starts draining the Crystal of Truth and, and corrupting it, causing the Great Darkening, that's when they start draining the Gelflings to give it, to give the crystal, its essence. Yes, and another thing that with Age Resistance that I know and I love, 
and I've talked about it, and you can just call me a fanboy of this person. You're a fanboy. But <laughs> I love him to death, but he's also one of us. He is a geek. He's a fanboy as well. Mr. Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill is in Age of Resistance. <laughs> I love him. When I found that out, I was like, definitely got to watch it now. Yeah, I'm still trying to get him to watch it with me. Plus, like, plus the de- the design of the of the different Gelflings from the different regions. Like, there's Harar, there's... Um, the the ones that are like Rian and then there's Deet who her her kind of Gelfling are underground. Yes. Which I found this out a while a while back. Deet has two dads. Oh. Deet has two dads and a little brother. Cause she refers to the, I think she refers to them as she refers to both of them as her papas. I think. Oh, oh that's cool. Which I thought was really cool because, like, I know th- things are trying to move forward with LGBTQ plus. Yeah. So including that something Jim Henson is really cool. Yeah. Which he always wanted to show in his movies and stuff diversity and inclusion of everybody. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, especially with sex and violence. <laughs> yes. But let's talk about like, like. What do you think? What do you think about the plot of the Dark Crystal? How there's only two Gelflings left. It's very much. I know this is just going to be my geek fanboy coming out. It's very much sort of a fantasy. It's very remorse. It's very remembrance of like. I'm just going to say it like with Luke Skywalker and Leia from Star Wars. Trying to, you know, the rebels and the, the big bad trying to defeat the big bad with them being the, the lonesome characters trying to defeat the big bad. Yeah, but how, did, but how did you feel once the crystal was healed, the Skeksis and the Mystics formed together into those ethereal forms, which they had the cast of the heads in the museum of the permanent Jim Henson exhibit. You at first thought it was Groot. I, I know. I'm, I feel like I lost my cred there. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This isn't a, like a Keanu Reeves mo- uh, moment. But, yeah, you didn't have the Keanu Reeves moment where you mis- you mistakenly did the wrong voice and right in front of Keanu Reeves, like you didn't, at least there was no one around when they when you said that that was Groot. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a video where Keanu Reeves is in an interview and the interview goes, so, uh, how do you feel about getting back into the voice of Bill? And Keanu goes, um, I actually, um, I was Ted. And the guy's like, oh, my God. Oh, God. And he's like, yeah. And the guy walks off. He's like, Keanu's just juggling. They're going, yeah, that's it. That's what you need to do right now. That's what you do. Which Keanu Reeves can do no wrong. He's freaking amazing. But that's is our crystal. Um, how did you feel? What do you think of the design of the, of their theater? their full forms of once they're back together. I thought it was really cool. Like, it's almost ethereal in a way. Yeah, it's very, like, uh, for me, it's very, it feels like, I know I I keep referencing other things, but it feels to me like what the, what the prophets would look like on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, because we never really get to see what the, the prophets, the spirits look like. I feel like that's what they would look like. Yeah, plus, how do you, plus, like, I love the concept of what happens to a mystic happens to a Skeksi and vice versa. Like, when one of them, like, one of the Skeksi's hands bleed, same thing happened to the mystic, and when one of the Skeksi's fell into the pit, 
um, within the castle of the crystal and they were incinerated, that mystic was gone. Yeah. I like that. That's like the concept of we are all we are all one and the same. It is the it gives the very philosophy of everyone has a yin to their yang. Yeah, like whether like one is good, one's evil. One cannot live without the other. Yeah. Which in Age of Resistance there's one Skeksy and one mystic that join together as one because they know the truth about the dark about the crystal. Yeah. Which I'm trying not to spoil anything for Jeremy. I know he hasn't seen it yet, but you need to see it. It's so good. I know, I know. But um, is there anything else you want to talk about, like the pod people, or how they dream fast? Uh, I think just one thing that I want to point out that we saw in the the documentary. At the museum, it's the oh. creatures, the running ones, the big creatures were literally guys that were bent over on four stilts, on two on their hands yeah. and then two on their feet. And it was crazy that they pretty much had to have them harnessed to cranes because if they didn't, if they fell, they would literally break their necks. Yeah, Jim Henson has said that The Dark Crystal was the hardest movie he's ever done, but it was the one he had the most passion for. Because it was something outside of, like, the Muppets and Sesame Street. He wanted to do something that was truly, you know, dark, but it had, like, a good a good, a good, good story, in a way. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where it had a good message, but it wasn't your average, like, with Sesame Street, it wasn't your like, after-school special yeah. message. Or, like, the Muppets. Like, he wanted it to be something that people will, will remember. Yeah. Same it, with the, and then he did it again and hit it out of the park after that when he did the labyrinth. Oh, God, David Bowie. So he hit them both out of the park. I love, uh, can we just talk about David Bowie as the Goblin King for a sec? Yes. The way he was trying to get the baby to stop crying by singing to it. Yeah, hey, uh, David Bowie can sing to me to make me go to sleep. Especially if he has that bulge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You can tell here we love David Bowie. David Bowie has such a huge impact on both of us. Like, it's insane. Like, like the day he died, I cried. Like, my my mom was like, what's wrong? And I was like, David Bowie died. And she just, I guess she just, because she wasn't as close or not to his music, but his music has always been close to me. And I, when I found that how he died was cancer, I just it just hurt me. It's because of Jeremy. I've listened to Heroes in German. Because from of Joe, from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Also, that's another good recommendation. I know it's a little off topic, but that's another great movie that if you haven't seen it, well, we I recommend mean, Jojo Rabbit. Well, I mean on, I mean on this podcast, we pretty much go off topic every single episode I'm on. <laughs> because we both ramble and talk nerdy things. Yeah, I am a blonde that's gone. Well, I mean, I'm not blonde anymore. I have like neon green hair, but like once this, once I start talking, it's hard for me to shut up. Elsa, let's just say she, when it comes to her, she's very much my, uh, when it comes, at least to her hair color, not oh her my. personality. She is very much my Ramona Flowers to my Scott Pilgrim. Oh my gosh, so thank God we don't do Twitch or else I'd be, or else people would see me blushing like a, like a madman. <laughs> but overall, just including Jim Henson and, uh, just the Dark Crystal in general, or anything, Henson, what would you say, overall, your favorite Jim Henson movie would be? Oh, God, do I have to pick just one? 
Or, okay. Okay, me... top three. Top three. Let's do that. Okay, what would be your top three Jim Henson movies? My number three, oh, God, Muppet Treasure Island. I love Tim Curry in it as Long John Silver. I love the songs. I love the fact that um, Ben... We actually got pictures of Miss Piggy as Benjamina from the movie, um, from the museum. Yes. Plus, they had like a tea, uh, one of the talking pig tiki's from the movie, and one of the um, replicas of the ship, which I loved that movie growing up as a kid. Like I watched that nonstop. I remember watching the sing-along tape, <laughs> um, sing-along VHS tape yes. as a kid. So, what would be your number two? Labyrinth. The labyrinth, for sure. No hesitation. And already gonna, I'm going to go ahead and guess on a limb that number three is Dark Crystal. Yes, Dark Crystal will forever have a special place in my heart. Because, like, it was, the, it was the third thing I've watched, third dark thing i watched of Jim Henson. And I fell in love with it. I've, I want to cosplay as Kira with you as Jin so badly. Yes. That or Princess... Um, Either as one of the princesses from Age of Resistance or Deet with you as Rian. Yes. I would say Mira and Rian, but I don't want to give away what happens to Mira. I know. Uh, I definitely, with that, I'd also want to cosplay as a Skeksis. Don't hate me. That'd be hard. <laughs> would you do the face as your uh, the face as the Skeksy, or would you do it how they did with the hand coming out? I don't know. It'd probably see. I would. I would want to challenge myself. Oh, man. If anything, I... Oh, gosh. Imagine me if I cosplay as Olga. See, that would be cool. You as Olga and me as I would have, like, lopsided boobs. I know. (laughs) That's part of the character. But I would... You would be her, and I would be Skeskis, which I think would be cool. But I'd have to say my top three... My top three would definitely have to be... mm, That's a hard one. I know earlier you talked about... The Muppets, the Muppet movie from 2011 with Jason Segel and... I like that, but it's not my favorite. Okay. I just, gotta love, I just love Jason Segel. I've loved him since Frankie Gate. I know. Uh, he actually sings really good. I'm not going to lie. But my top three, because it was my first love, I definitely have to go with The Labyrinth. I knew it. With David <laughs> Bowie. And then my second one would be Dark Crystal. What's your number one? I should say my number one is Labyrinth. Okay. My number two is Dark Crystal. What's your number three? My number three, I gotta go with the original Muppet movie. Yeah, we were watching that earlier tonight, which we need to finish it up. Which, if you love that movie, uh, Disney Plus or anywhere you can get it, uh, this documentary, it's called Prop Culture, and they go through different props of movies, and the one that they're doing for the Muppets is... They go and find these people, and they try to find the banjo that... Kermit had in the beginning when he's playing Rainbow Connection. Yes. It is a really good... If you love that movie, you need to watch that episode. It's called Prop Culture on Disney+. Plus. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Jeremy, for having me. And so sorry for taking over as host and just stepping on your toes and asking all the questions. No, I like that. It makes me gives me a break because I'm usually the... The host. Yeah, you have you have to put on your host voice. Yes. So I like just being a guest as well, and I think that's gonna wrap up another episode of the Fantasy Squad podcast. And we always say here, enjoy the madness. You are now leaving the Phantom Squad podcast. I don't want to go.